Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Boston with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. Well, it's going to be uh, warm this week, but very rainy. Uh, rainy and a high of 61 today. Rainy and a high of 70 tomorrow. Rainy and a high of 68 for Wednesday as well. It's 53 and rainy. <sighs> Downtown Springfield. I'm glad the weekend was pretty much salvaged. I mean, yesterday was rainy for a little bit. But yeah. Saturday at Rockies. Man, what a crowd. Oh, the what? crowd at Rockies. What a crowd. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Really uh, was. I'm sure. Did you get uh, rock bottom prices on uh, all your favorite items? I got good people. I got rock solid, solid service. service. There you go. And, and you can find that at any Rockies Ace hardware. But an Agawam, specifically, outstanding. <laughs> Excellent. Man, what a show today. What a show. Yeah, uh, all of a sudden, Scott Cohen just forgot to tell us he was on vacation. <laughs> Who needs him? Who yeah, needs that a, or information? It's always good when you're putting your guest lineup for the week together and you see your uh, your first guest of the week on a plane going to Miami. <laughs> and telling his Facebook friends <laughs> yeah. before he tells his real friends. Uh, Twelve hours later. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that and, uh, and not. We, we, have, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, lot, lots going on this weekend that we... I did. It's uh, 535 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Foreigner with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be warm today, but rainy. High of 61 tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 70. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Charlemagne the God. You know Charlemagne the God, don't you? I remember kid Charlemagne from Steely Dan. Says uh, Kanye West got mad at him because he wouldn't trash Pete Davidson. And he told Charlemagne, quote, My wife is out here effing a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you won't help me. Kim must have had something to say. Uh, not yet. She'll, she'll have something to say about something oh, else good. later on. But uh, this guy's uh, going off his rocker. Well, you I know. Mean, he's been going off his rocker for a while, but. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, some of the things that he has uh, said recently uh, are causing concern. Um, that whole anti-Jewish thing isn't settling too well. Well, I mean, come on. How many other people have spouted off anti-Jewish stuff and been okay? Yeah, and where are they now? That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's, that's very true. It, ultimately, it doesn't turn out okay. Yeah. Because it's stupid to make those comments. Uh, but not only is he uh, anti-Semitic, but he just can't let go of the fact that his wife left him for somebody else with clearly some uh, extra credentials, if you know what I'm saying. He's a very bad breaker-upper. He is a horrible breaker-upper. Salman Rushdie's agent said he's on the road to recovery after being stabbed multiple times over the summer, but he added, quote, he's lost sight of one eye and uh, and one hand is incapacitated because the nerves in his arm were mm. cut out. Which makes this officially yeah. no longer fun. So he can, uh, but he is writing uh, the Satanic Versus 2 Electric Boogaloo. With the other hand. Right. Can't really understand it because it's it's his good hand, it's his bad hand that he right he's writing with. Madonna made a post about paving the way for other female celebrities to be more sexually open, and Cardi B got offended, but they talked it out. And Cardi says, "quote Madonna is not 
no regular artist. She is actually somebody that I really look up to. Well, that double negative makes the whole kind of the whole statement rather confusing. I know, doesn't it? She's not no no regular, regular artist, yeah. or is she no regular artist? Maybe she's no regular artist because not no regular artist would suggest that she is a regular artist. Cardi B has a has. A, Problem sometimes. You know, I don't mean to, figure to be out how to use words. I don't mean to be sitting here in my ivory tower, you know, correcting everyone's grammar. Yeah, but but you're I gonna mean, sit there in your ivory tower and correct everybody's grammar when it comes to double negatives. Hell yeah. Uh, Matthew Perry says that all of his friends' co-stars, Jennifer Aniston, uh, was quote the one that reached out the most. He also claimed that he spent nine million dollars getting sober. Well, it's cheaper to drink, isn't it? <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> How much did he spend getting blasted? Uh, I was like, come on, at $9 million, uh, come on, you can afford that. But I only spend $7 million to get drunk. Uh, Lena Dunham is finishing the script of a Polly Pocket movie starring Lily Collins. She said uh, she will be the 90s tiny and and not the updated larger version that re- presents less of a choking hazard. That's kind of a weird thing to say. How about Lena Dunham? Yeah, how about that Lena Dunham? I hear she's nice. <laughs> I uh, you know, I watched that show Girls a couple times yeah. and I realized I don't really like Lena Dunham. No, no, I don't even really know who she is. What, what? She what had the show, yeah, Girls. I think that's how what it was called. Yeah, and I didn't like it. No, oh. yeah, I, I I don't even really know who she is. I, I'm just looking at her now. Yeah. Good thing I'm catching up with all this Hollywood news. Yeah, no, you're drilled dialed in. Tim Burton thinks his Disney days are done after making Dumbo. He said the company has less room for things that are different. He also isn't interested in Marvel because it's a multiverse. Well, you know, but he's good at what he does. Yeah. Which is kind of like a multiverse type of thing. I've never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. Never seen that. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, look, it looks was, cool. My kid was like, hey, did you ever see The Nightmare Before Christmas? And I said, no. So, and here you are I'm, seeing it in October. Yeah. it's Well, I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see it. Maybe that'll be my new Christmas tradition. I just never liked that claymation. It was creepy looking. It's very creepy looking. Yeah. But it, what I'm telling you is he when he does something like that, he does it well. Yeah. And so you, you see it and you go, okay, well, that was creepy. But I kind of liked it. He's a creepy dude. Oh, yes. Uh, it took less than 24 hours for Taylor Swift's Midnights to break the Spotify record for most streamed album in a single day. Taylor uh, tweeted uh, thanks to her fans and said, quote, like, what even just happened? I bet she said it that way, too. <laughs> what even? Oh, my God. See, I don't want to sit here and start, you know, correcting grammatical errors again. I just feel like that's really shouldn't be my job to do. No, it but probably the- shouldn't. But the inclusion of the word even kind of changes the meaning. Yes, even. It do- yes, it does. Uh, a site called Play Like Mum went through hundreds of Halloween playlists on Spotify to find the most popular songs. You're going to need to grab a pumpkin spice latte for this because it's so basic. That's how they describe this. Sure. Uh, ready? Monster Mash by uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Didn't see that coming. Number two, Thriller. Michael Jackson. And number three, uh, this is Halloween, the citizens of Halloween Town and the Nightmare Before Christmas. We were just talking about that. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, Time Warp, uh, you know, from the Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show, Show, and Highway to Hell are the top five. I'll be damned. Did you find any uh, songs on there that uh, weren't Halloween related? Well, I mean, no, but 
But Time Warp isn't really a Halloween well, because, song. I mean, because really? people dress up to go to the movie. Isn't that? They also threw toast at the screen. That doesn't make it. Doesn't make it a hal- That doesn't make it. Uh, you know, a breakfast food. Rockwell, somebody watching me also made the top ten. Right. That was a great tune, by the way. Rockwell, you like that one? He's the voice of my generation. You're 38 years apart. Nevertheless. Uh, yeah, Dead. Oh, and Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. Ah, that's, that's, that's the a one. classic. That's right the there. one. Uh, I don't know why that's not on everybody's top Halloween list. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, really, that's that's. Uh, that would be the top of mine. Uh, and Kim Kardashian had to squash her birthday plans uh, because of heavy winds that prevented her private jet from flying into Las Vegas. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I blew around this much was when I. Was Scored 10 points for Hufflepuff with Ray J in that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for $39.95. It's a good Harry Potter reference. Oh, he gave me Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, domed the room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I went to Mount Gushmore. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, uh, trying to say is I gave her a block meat McGriddle. <laughs> But it's not block meat. It's something else. Is that on the dollar menu? No, it's on the $2 menu. (laughs) And Kanye? Uh, This this Pete Davidson got this Uncle Sloppy Sam he getting from his Godzilla from my ex-wife. I ain't going to stand for it no more. You can't have a bigger Hong Dong than Kanye. Kanye, they broke up. I don't care. (laughs) She's the one for me. That's a Hollywood T-Rash on Rock 102. I am. Hey, Steve, do you know where your well is? No. Should I? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this publicly, but if all goes well, I will retire from this godforsaken business in approximately 3,247 days. Now, that's if everything goes well. I realize that those projections are primarily based on when I'm ready to retire. But sometimes, retirement is uh, becomes ready for you. Why do I bring this up? Because I think it's time for us to accept the fact that even though he is arguably the greatest of all time, it is time that has run out on Tom Brady. You see... There's a reason why people don't play professional football at the age of 45 years old. We as a species are not meant to play professional football at that age. That is why the more than 99% of professional football players don't. And when you see Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they went through yesterday, you begin to realize that perhaps it's best he stops. Yesterday, the Buccaneers lost to the Carolina Panthers, a team that has not had a winning season in five years, a team that no longer had a guy like running back Christian McCaffrey and didn't have wide receiver Robbie Anderson and was playing with a third-string quarterback with an interim head coach, and yet Tom Brady couldn't find the end zone all day long, losing by a score of 21-3. This comes just one week after Brady couldn't beat Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, This is the first time that Tom Brady has played in a team that was below 500 six weeks into the season. Ever. Now, the truth is, his numbers are really not all that terrible. But the magic that once made Tom Brady great and reliable is no longer a part of what Tom Brady is currently able to do. In other words, he's just become another quarterback in the NFL. 
This isn't the Tom Brady that used to stage a fourth quarter comeback at will. This is a guy who's clearly at the end of his career. A career that not only has cost him his wife and kids, it's a career that has him being outplayed by a third-string quarterback of the freaking Carolina Panthers. If that's not a sign that you need to retire, then I don't know what it is, because it appears that everybody else is seeing it but Tom Brady himself, and that's not a great way to go out. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Keith is a man of steel. Keith of the East Lawn Meadow Rockies is a steel-trained expert. Steel chainsaws or steel power equipment, Keith knows what he's talking about and is happy to help. Good people, steel people like Keith and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy uh, pretty much the whole week, except, well, Thursday might clear up a little bit, uh, but it's going to be high of 60 today and a high of 70 for tomorrow. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. Uh, beautiful weekend, though. The weather was uh, was awesome. Let me tell you something. Uh, you know, a couple months ago, we mm-hmm. did the grand reopening of Rockies in uh, on, on Liberty Street yeah. at the plaza. It had a huge crowd. The uh, the crowd at Agawam yeah. was bigger, really, than the one. It was unbelievable. I mean, I mean, real. I mean, even from like my standards, which are basically set fairly low, that was an outstanding uh, opening for that uh, for that store. Well, that's really cool. good. You know what they did, Dan? What? <clears throat> they so they had a bunch of their vendors outside the store, and all the way down to the very end, uh, the very corner, was a guy with uh, with well, one the the uni uh, pizza oven. The, yeah. the the the, uh, the wood pellet pizza oven. Oh yeah, guy making pizzas and little breakfast sandwiches. Oh cool, fantastic. I mean, really fantastic. And then the guy next to him was uh, running the uh, the Traeger yeah wood fire grill, and he had like uh, like pulled pork, and he had like six different kinds, mm-hmm. and I had two of them. Yeah. Oh lord! Did you buy one? No, I didn't buy one. I mean, I made. I, oh, I thought you were looking to get a new one. Yeah, but I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm looking to buy one right right now. now. You know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that like right now like, would be. That I have m- to go out right now and buy a a, a wood pellet grill. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I'm. It, that's not an impulse buy to uh-huh. me. That to me that says I'm going to need at least a week or so to make sure that's what I want. I got to find the money for it, and then I have to have the patience to assemble it. Look at you being all responsible. Yeah, stuff. I know. I'm not. I'm not What's real comfortable with this, but but uh, I'll tell you what, it was yeah. fantastic. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out for you. Oh, I saw the pictures online. You yes, know, like, it was like clowns and uh, face painters, and yeah, there was everything there. Yeah, it was all kinds of good stuff going on. Uh, I did the on Friday night. I did that Fieldcrest Brewing uh, Company's. Uh, they did an American uh, fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. Right. They raised seventy five hundred bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was a hundred maxed out at one hundred and forty tickets because you you know you're you were able to squeeze seventy five hundred bucks out of one hundred and forty people. Well, I I did the math, and uh, you know how good I am at that. Yeah. Uh, it was basically it was twenty five bucks a ticket to get in to get in, and then they had raffles, and then. You suggested to me instead of pouring beers behind the bar, take the bucket and just walk around. Right, and that's exactly what I did because they told me they're like, you know what? Because uh, there was like way too many bartenders back there. Yeah, there, it, when there's just too too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. And it's not a real big place. And if I'm not mistaken, that yeah. bar is not 
huge. It's not it's not huge, but it's uh, but there was too many people behind there. So then you know I'm just like oh I'm just going to take the till and I'll go around and I'll collect money. So yeah. I did. I got about 250 bucks just from walking around. And then uh, and it, successful night. It was a it was a, gr- a great great time. So if I'm doing the math, you got seventy five hundred bucks of one hundred and forty people. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to tell you know, whether people coming and, and going, mm-hmm. but that's like getting an extra twenty eight dollars from every person yeah, on top yeah. of what they spent to get in the door. It's actually twenty five bucks. I don't know where you're getting twenty eight dollars. I'm doing uh, yeah. very rudimentary math right. using a calculator. Well, either way, uh, so successful uh, uh, run on that. For the uh, for the bartender, that's gig. that's awesome. And uh, and then Saturday night, uh, we went to actually I went Saturday morning. I did a walk. It was a um, f- uh, there was a the homecoming race at at the high school in Huntington. Okay, the the gateway uh, homecoming race or something like that. And then they try to raise money, you know, for the for the sports teams and all that stuff. And uh, so I did three and a half miles or something three point uh, three point two five miles. I did a five k. But walking, <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, well, because my kid, my kid was racing with the cross country team. Yeah, and then uh, so you know, and it was to support the school. So I went and bought the t shirt and all that other then stuff. Then you st- bought a t shirt and put like a lawn chair out there and just sat and watched. No, because uh, you have to actually conquer the hill. It's, what kind it's, of fascist listen, thing is this? This uh, this whole like cross country trail thing is uh I I'm impressed by it. I'm impressed by by the way these kids can run this course because I walked it and I'm like, "Oh my god, what happened?" <laughs> my legs were like on fi- my legs are still sore today because yeah. they they do it at the Littleville Dam in Huntington. And if you've ever been to the Littleville Dam in Huntington, uh, the hill to get up to the Littleville Dam is very, very steep. Yeah. And they start at the bottom. Yeah. See, yeah. that. See that. there's absolutely nothing that came out of yeah. your mouth uh, right. in the last two minutes that so, sounded interesting to me. So I was like, uh, I walked with uh, with uh, three other moms. It was like, like I'm like, oh, we're going to start a walking club now. Well, let's see. That's that we, all we sounds. Talked about, we talked about all kinds of things, like uh, you know uh, everything going on in the Better Homes and Gardens catalog, mm-hmm. the health of our children, the 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 material that they're watching these days. Oh yeah. Oh, I felt like I felt like a. a I just, I realized I'm that age. <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that, but I've gotten to that age now. You're you're actually it's yeah. it's really about the age of your kids than it is about the age of you. Well, because it, I'm sure there were people who are younger and older than you in that crowd talking about the same kind of yes, stuff. Yeah, and but but it was just like I'm at that point in my life where this is what I do now. I know. I I, I, I remember those. We go days. on power walks and we talk about <sighs> the th- the topics of the day, which were really cool. When you get to be my age, yeah. you talk about the topics of the day. Yeah, but you're all sitting down because that's all yes. you can do, and you're all uh, circling obituaries in the newspaper, going, "Oh, that guy died. I didn't know." <laughs> it's not that far off. But uh, yeah, so 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 the T-shirt you buy, yeah, uh, it, it says, uh, "I conquered the damn hill." Get it? Oh, that's clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I got I got one of them, or I, I think it's I conquered. I don't even know. I didn't wear it. <laughs> um. But 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 yeah, it was it was it was a nice day for all that stuff. And then we went to uh, the the Jack O' Lantern thing down at the Roger Williams Zoo Saturday night. Beautiful park. Yeah, I want to go back there during the day because I didn't get a chance to 
actually, uh, you know, see what the zoo has to offer because it's dark out. You're, you're, it's a, it's a trail. It's clearly a, a trail marked, right? Uh, that's, you know, a, a, a finite length. It's not like you're walking through the entire zoo. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a pathway that they, five thousand pumpkins, that they've carved out. And they put in, they're hanging them from the trees. I was showing you some of the pictures. The elaborate artwork on some of these things are absolutely oh, amazing. Unbelievable. I, I showed you a, a, you know, a couple of pumpkins that were carved by an old teacher of mine. Yeah. Unbelievable. What you were showing me were more like not just carved pumpkins, but actual jack-o'-lanterns with a light source inside. Yeah. That's and, beautiful. And that's, what, that's the thing. There's 5,000 of them, and they're constantly carving new ones. Because that was my question. I'm like, well, don't some of these go bad? <clears throat> but there's a, there was a guy there doing this Stranger Things display, and he was he was, he was was it, it was this giant pumpkin. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like, no, you see what yeah, I did? Actually, that's cl- again, listen to you being clever again. The only thing I didn't care for it was the, the amount of people that were there. And I know it's a popular attraction, but it was just like the traffic getting in there wasn't that bad. But then they had you like you waited in line for like 20 minutes to get around. And then they tell you, oh, yeah, you can't park up here. You got to go back to the front. So yeah. we had to wind up parking on the on the side of one of the little rotaries that they have inside the park there. Um, so, but the people are like, I felt like you were just kind of being pushed through some of the stuff because there's so many people. It's kind of like being in one of those state buildings at the Big E with yeah. all the crowd of people behind you. Sometimes you don't have enough time to look at something because you're being you're being kind pushed of pushed through by, yeah. by a horde of people, and it's dark, so you can't see people. So we got lost several times, you know, separated from each other. In uh, the thing, but you know, we we all uh, eventually found each other at the end. Yeah. So, well, that sounds pretty cool, though. I, I highly recommend it. It's one of those things you got to buy tickets for, uh, like a week ahead of time. And how uh, how long are they doing it till till uh, I think Halloween? It's, I think it's till Halloween. Yeah. Wow, but it's cool. uh, it's one of these. It, it's just there's so many pumpkins, and I'm like, what? They must have like dumpster. We got to get somebody on from that place to talk about it because it's really like, what do you do? You just bring in a dumpster. And then, or the, or do you do you hire the gorillas in the cage to go and pick them out of the tree for you and throw them into the back of the truck? Ooh, I'm, ooh, sure, ah, ooh, I'm sure ooh. some of the animals don't mind eating a, a rancid pumpkin. No, not eating them, but just helping out. Yeah, like, you know, there was a we, there was one point where it's dark, but you can see a little bit, and there was an elephant pooping. That was a ooh, that's good. Oh yeah, the the the, the smell of animal dung oh, along oh, with jack o' lanterns is uh, just. Says Halloween but all that, over it. But that zoo is so well laid out, it's almost like they're pooping in their own natural environment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I get it. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Are you tired? It's just about 630 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited, just $30 uh, a line per month. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One of the country's largest family-owned hardware dealers celebrated the grand reopening of their Agawam location. Yeah, Rocky's Ace Hardware finally uh, is complete with new features added for both homeowners and contractors. Let me tell you something. Now, did a great job with that store, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, Rocco Falcone is paying for my kids to go to college. Uh, I'm saying this because uh, that whole intersection beyond that bridge yeah looks fantastic yeah it does ever since they knocked down that uh, unsightly motel yeah that was corner. like the one thing i thought was yeah. missing well i mean uh, you can get bed bugs at any other motel anywhere I'm else i'm sure so you, you i'm sure yeah. you could but where can you get a room for 25 bucks a night 
By yeah. the way, you want to talk about the people who were there, all the luminaries? You know, Mayor Sapelli was there. Uh, Cecilia Calabrese was there. But right. then, but then, as the thing is going on, mm-hmm. starting to wind down, you know, my, I'm out of there at noon, but, you know, the good people, rock solid service, uh, you know, just, you know, continues to go on. But as we're winding down around noon, who shows up? Yeah. But the most exciting and riveting man I know. Yeah. Mr. Barry Krieger. Shut the front door. That's it. Get out. That's it. No, I didn't bring any egg salad or kale soup or a Costco chicken. But you know what? Just to have him there in my presence was just more than enough. Well, he's like a god. Somebody uh, recognized him and thought, hey, uh, Ray Herschel, how are you? And I thought, man, Ooh. I should smack your mouth wow. just, for even, just for even saying something like that. He's, he's uh, I think he's friendly with Ray. He's He and Ray are very tight, it very is. good friends. But it's like, how dare you call Barry Krieger Ray Herschel? Not that there's anything wrong with Ray. Love Ray as well, a human you're, being. You're two different categories of legend. That's Without a doubt. Is. Yeah, it's not just, you know, one. Yeah. Ray's a, Ray is a reporter in his soul, but Barry is the anchor that makes it all happen. He's our Walter Cronkite. He is. He's the most respected, yeah. most trusted man in Western Mass. Absolutely. I'm glad you had a good time with him. I certainly did. Hey, you know what? And uh, the Hawkman out in Ware had uh, quite the crowd out at his place, too. Yeah, well, that's his word against mine. You know, I mean, He had it, pictures. I did, showed people in cars. There were. I was shaking so many hands, I didn't mm-hmm. have time to take pictures. That's how many people. No. Or at Rockies. Yeah, uh, Western Mass News was there for you, taking all the pictures. That's right. Yeah. And a picture says a thousand words. And then the 22 News crew was across the street going, Guess what we saw? We saw them having a big party in that parking lot over in Agawam. It was crazy. We saw Max talking to an old man. Who oh, is he's it? our old man. Uh, a suspect was arrested and charged in connection with a homicide in West Springfield this week. According to the Hamden DA's office, uh, spokesperson Jim Lydon, Springfield police received information and details of a possible murder in West Springfield. A homicide investigation was conducted by members of the Hamden County State Police Detective Unit, the West Springfield Police Department, and the Springfield Police. A search warrant at the victim's residence was executed when detectives discovered the victim's body. The suspect was identified as 30-year-old Jose Hernandez of West Springfield and was taken into custody and brought to the West Springfield Police where he was booked and charged with murder. Hernandez is accused of stabbing and killing his 39-year-old girlfriend, girlfriend, uh, Amber Carpenter. According to court documents, Hernandez allegedly stabbed Carpenter multiple times inside their River Street apartment on Tuesday. He then showed her body to a friend on Thursday who reported the discovery to police. Hernandez was arraigned uh, on Friday. He's due back in court on November 18th. Springfield crews responded to Wilbraham Road in the earlier hours of Sunday morning after a car struck another parked vehicle and two houses. Your mama's so dumb, she crashed into a parked car. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. According to uh, Fire Captain Drew Pimonti, the call came in shortly before 2 a.m. He said uh, that one occupant was sent to the hospital and treated for minor injuries. No extrication was required. The Springfield police is investigating the cause of the collision. Two people were arrested in Granville Friday night after police found them in a disabled car stolen from Vermont. Uh, Granville police said that the people fled into the woods shortly after finding them. After a brief search, the people were found and taken into custody. While searching the car, police found a firearm, ammunition, narcotics, and a large amount of drug paraphernalia. Both were brought to the Granville police station and were charged with multiple charges. Both people were booked in jail and bail was set. Since the people could not afford bail... Police said they were transferred to the transferred to the appropriate correctional facility. Oh, you can't afford bail. We're gonna have to take you to lockup for the weekend. That suggests to me that these folks were not exactly good 
at selling drugs. Well, I mean, how good do you have to be? You well, know? you'd like to think you're banking some of your profits enough to maybe pay off a bail or that maybe yeah. someone in your uh, immediate cartel could maybe uh, front you a small monetary loan. Yeah. See, again, I got to start that class, uh, how, to, how to not get pulled over by the police, you know? Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that offers a very crucial service. A lot of people I, getting arrested for things that they shouldn't have to get arrested for if only they had taken your class. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I agree. Here's the thing. Uh, Saturday night, I uh, discovered uh, by uh, some friends that my my brake light is out. Okay. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to get pulled over because I know about it. You know when you know about something? Like, you know, now I'm like driving by cops and I'm like, yeah, he's going to get me this time, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I uh, I took all my drugs out of my car just Good. in case. Yeah. Smart. Well, see, that's how, that's how you do it, okay? You could get pulled over for a violation. That, that's one thing. But you don't have any drugs in the car. See, but you got lucky yeah. because someone alerted you to the fact that you you had a tail light out. Yeah. How many you know you know drug dealers don't even bother to check their lights before they get on the road? Uh, probably nobody because I don't check. Well, I, see, but 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 if you were carrying drugs with intent to sell, oh yeah, don't you, you think that yeah. you'd probably yeah. you know do like a like a three hundred and sixty degree inspection of your car before getting out on the road to oh, deliver ab- your goods? Absolutely, I would. I would too. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's uh, that's you know just the way that. Uh, you got to prepare yourself so you don't get arrested. I make sure my tire pressure was good. Mm-hmm. I would make sure that nothing is dragging from the car. All lights are operational. Mm-hmm. I would make sure that there are no uh, that the the window tinting that I just installed is not too dark beyond you know local ordinances. I make all make sure that all those things are in place. I never. Uh, I, I want to get one of those tools. They tell you how tinty the car window is. I think the state police have them. I think most police have. Really? Them. Yeah. They didn't, tell you, didn't you realize it was, it was a like gauge? A, a gauge on how you how dark you can have your windows. Hmm. Yeah, you go to like Connecticut, they don't have that rule because all those cars have. When I bought a car in Connecticut once, I had to rip all that film off the window. Really? The tint film because it was too dark for Massachusetts. Uh, interesting. He's a bunch of pansies up here in this state. <sighs> Why should the cops know what's going on in my car? I know. If I want to be doing shady stuff behind the driver's seat, I want to be doing shady stuff. You know, if that happened, that guy uh, over in Ludlow with that, uh, you know, that kid's dentist who was snorting coke off the uh, the dashboard, off the dashboard, nobody yeah. would have even seen him doing that if he had tinted windows. It's such an injustice for criminals around the state. I'd like to. I would like to see some sort of uh, you know, justification as to why it's too dark. Uh, Great Barrington Fire Department was called to Van Dusenville Road for a report of a fuel tank fire on Friday. According to the uh, fire department, around 4.30 p.m., the department was called to Formel's Auto Salvage because of a report of an outdoor fire that possibly involved a fuel tank. Chief Berger. Chief Berger? Yeah. that's He has no first name. Just Chief. Yeah. No, just, it's Berger. Chief Berger. Yeah. Chief Berger. Is that anything like Max Burger? No, nothing like Max Burger. It's nothing like Max Burger. These are always well done. These okay. burgers. You know, I he, see. He, they, you know, he's cooked. It goes to a fire. As opposed to done well, which you will find, which at, you will Max find Burger, at Max Burger. Of course. Yeah, these are well done. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, Chief Burger uh, could see black smoke from several miles away and requested the first alarm to bring multiple aids. Your name is Burger. You're going to bring everybody to a barbecue. Hey, guys! 
I see smoke. <laughs> Chief, it's just somebody cooking in the... No, we're going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Why did this guy have to be named Burger? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, units probably are, has like a bag of buns strapped to his utility belt. This was a pretty big fire. Fire, fire units arrived and fi- found a pile of approximately 20 vehicles on fire and a few large scrap fuel tanks. The fire was contained within an hour. However, crews remained there for five hours, uh, cooling the vehicles and containing the runoff because you got all gasoline yeah, and oil yeah. coming out of the uh, thing. They have no, uh, no word on what started the fire, but that's a huge one. I saw the pictures of this thing. It's like, uh, it's like a big bonfire. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. Bring some marshmallows or burgers. Chief burger. Yeah, burgers on a stick. Isn't that uh, the new burger they have at Burger King is the chief burger? I uh, I don't know. I know that Mayor McCheese was a pretty high. Uh, uh, <laughs> high ranking official. High ranking official. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor McCheese. And you know the funny part about it is he was, he was you, you couldn't find someone to run against him in the mayoral right. election. He, he won every single year. That's right. He uh, And he also issued a citation for chief burger. <laughs> What? Oh, who? why is your Siri going off? I don't know. Uh, a big <laughs> night for the city of Holyoke as the International Volleyball Hall of Fame inducted the class of 2022. And they kept all the ceremonies here in Holyoke. Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. How was their parking situation? Oh, it was horrible. Nobody could park there. You had to you had to park down you had to park in Chicopee and walk up the hill. Because you know that would be yeah. my first question. This year's uh, class of six included many big names that have greatly impacted the sport, like four time beach volleyball champion Kerry Walsh Jennings. Walsh Jennings is a legend of the game, having won gold in three consecutive Olympics from two thousand four to twenty twelve and seventy seven A V P titles. So she was here? She was here. No kidding. Yeah. I'll be damned. I know. He used to love watching her play. Uh her and Really? Yes. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Her and uh, now retired uh, partner Misty, Misty May. May. Tra- yeah, you know her. I know Misty May. Yeah. Well, I don't know Misty May. I would like to have known Misty May in her prime. She caught the attention of the world after winning 112 consecutive matches in 19 straight tournaments between 2007 and 2009. And Misty was here too. Misty, she was here. Yeah, the two of them were here. The two of them were here. I'll be there. You know, and we missed it all. <sighs> you couldn't have found a parking space up there, Steve. You don't think so? I doubt it. I was looking for this. I found this story, uh, and now I can't find it. It was a it was a guy parachuting into a into a high school like football game. Yes, and he died right before the game. Yeah, I saw this story. Yeah, uh, he pulled the wrong ripcord. Yeah, you got to be careful of that. Can you imagine that? You're you're like trying to you know do homecoming for your mm-hmm. school, and the guy on the parachute dies as he flies in. This uh, this happened in Tennessee. He was a grandfather, so he wasn't a young guy. Fell to his death during a skydiving accident at a high school football game Friday, uh, as startled onlookers watched. According to officials, fifty-five year old guy. Damn. Just for whatever reason. Uh, they have not identified him other than he's the guy who fell. He was, it was supposed to be part of the game, right? Yes. Like it was, he was going to land on the field. Then the game was going to be played, but instead they wound up, um, I believe scraping him off the field. I don't know if they, they, I think they they played the game. It says they airlifted him. Which is kind of ironic. Yeah, you just jumped out of a plane, but you're being airlifted you're back up, airlifted back to the hospital. That's got to be uh, pretty traumatic for all the people watching that. 
He was uh, airlifted to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. Now, Ugh. I'm thinking, not to, not to be insensitive in any way, because that is not the way I roll, but I'm going to guess that he wasn't doing so good before he got to the hospital. Probably not. Because I... Uh, Whenever I've seen uh, you know, people uh, you know, jump out of airplanes and the chute does not go off and uh, they hurtle to their death, usually that impact is the thing that gets them every time. It's like the earth is not as spongy and as soft yeah. as you would like it to be. Well, it's hard ground, Max. So yes. What did you think was going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, big pillow, feathers, uh, you know, a, fa- a factory full of feathers after you've... <laughs> Jumped into the factory full at tar, you know? I don't know. Uh, someone at a business in Ohio called the police earlier this month after they checked their company voicemail and discovered two messages that seemed suspicious. They were from a 58-year-old man in Cleveland named Desmond Ramsey who uh, dialed the wrong number while trying to hire a hitman. Oh, the number he called embarrassing. was one digit off from the number he meant to dial. He called three separate times, left two voicemails, and talked about putting a $5,000 hit on somebody. And that someone turned out to be his own son. He wanted to put a hit on his own son? Yeah. Uh, cops tracked Desmond down, and he admitted to it. He said he and his son recently got into a big argument and made the calls after having too much to drink. Police charged him with complicity to commit murder, and his bond was set at $500,000. He's due to be arranged sometime today. Always uh, with the wrong number. Yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. Oh, you like you call. Uh, I worked for a radio station that was one number off from Home Depot. So people really? that used to call that radio station, mm-hmm. we used to have such a good time with them. Yeah. Making them uh, run around like we were putting them back and forth to different departments. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me put you through the roofing. Hang on. And then you'd put them on fake hold music and then come back and then start messing with them. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's great. That was, a good, that was the good old days. Back in, uh, in uh, a long time ago, I had a phone number that was one number off from a local uh, real estate appraiser. Yeah. And people would call all the time wanting to know what their house had appraised for. And, you know, I, I, I had too much of a conscience, but I always in my head thought, wouldn't it be hilarious? If you gave a if number. I, if I lowballed these people big time. Yeah, no, we went through the property. Your house is worth 58 bucks. Yeah. Oh, wait, 10,000 square feet in Longmeadow? Uh, $125,000. <laughs> How much fun would that have been? Plenty of room for bees in the uh, backyard, by the way. There are, I know, you know, kidding. There yeah. are some days I wish I didn't have so much of a conscience. Well, why don't you just make today that day? Maybe that you this don't is have maybe one. this is the day I start. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy and uh, crappy uh, for pretty much the whole day. High of sixty tomorrow. More of the same with a high of seventy. It's fifty four in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, uh, yeah. GG Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 in the Who with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 70. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. I happen to take a bath this weekend, but weekly winners could win a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card. Courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So 
Check the stats. Go with your gut and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, I was going to compare my picks this week to the picks of uh, Scott Cohen, mm-hmm. but we didn't find out until the very last possible second that he's not only not going to be here today, he's way the hell out of town Yeah, uh, uh, and know, didn't that, bother to tell either one of us. Well, I found out that he wasn't going to be here on Facebook yesterday when he was telling all his Facebook friends that uh, he was on a plane. Yeah, he I'm on even, a plane. He, I'm on vacation. He even took pictures of him in his seat flying yeah. God knows where. And I even commented, no show tomorrow, question mark. And then uh, that was liked at about 10 p.m. last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice of you. Well, he's, that's one. He's, he's on the up and up, that guy. <laughs> speaking, speaking of sports. Very though, reliable. Speaking of sports, though, you know, with the, uh, the Phillies uh, going to the World Series now, right? right? Uh, <clears throat> they did this in Philadelphia. This was before the game. In case the Philadelphia Phillies clinch a spot in the World Series, officials are ready for rowdy celebrations. Greased light poles could be seen in South Philadelphia. They took Crisco and they rubbed them all up and down the light pole so these idiots can't get up on the top. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody do it. They they did this. Uh, they did the same thing in Center City after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Poles had been greased with Crisco, but one determined fan still got up to the top. You gotta, you gotta give a guy a lot of credit for doing that. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of initiative. Yeah, a greased pole. Yeah, and you make it to the top. You imagine you're the guy that has to go grease the poles. You imagine you're the that's that's the nickname they give you. Hey, it's <laughs> pole greaser. What's up, pole greaser? <laughs> I mean, people still cause plenty of damage around town, but yeah. only one guy can actually be the pole greaser for the city get a rub crisco all over the light pole that's just uh again the, the job that people have to do how much crisco do you need per pole i would think that you know some of these poles are pretty big poles yeah but you probably don't need that much you know when they say grease the bottom of a nine by 13 inch pan right you know you only need a little bit of grease on the bottom i suppose you know, and i suppose yeah. you don't need to go all the way to the top no it's really the first couple of feet yeah, but there, you know, you probably have to do it at some point where it's uh, you know halfway up at least that you got to put it up on there. I don't know. I mean, if you can't get up the first ten feet, you're not going to get up the the second ten feet. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I've never been that excited about any win of anything that I would jump up on a light pole or overturn a car or start a fire yeah. or all this other stuff. I don't. I don't get that. Well, you remember when the uh, the Red Sox won the World Series? That, that first time around. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a great night that, uh, you know, they broke that 89, 86 year curse of uh, of not winning uh, the World Series. You know what I did to celebrate? What? I rolled over and I went to sleep. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I felt pretty good about that. I bet you. I bet you did. I can't say I fell right to sleep, but I didn't go outside and set anything on fire. Well, I, again, I like there's nothing that exciting to me. You know, I'm a Yankees fan of the Yankees you know, clinch a playoff spot or, you know, mm-hmm. go into the World Series, I'm not going to go outside and, and, and light things on fire. I don't like, know. that's just ridiculous. Why would you do that? I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, I'll mention this in the, in the view from the couch next hour. But uh, they, were, they were so convinced at Yankee Stadium that this thing was going to end last night. Yeah. They were selling tickets to that game yesterday. For only fourteen dollars. What? 
14 bucks. <laughs> there were tickets that you could buy for Game 4, the American League Championship Series, at Yankee Stadium for $14. That's crazy. That's how bad they felt about their prospects of winning that game. Damn. 14. And now they're 114 for nosebleed seats. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. See, well, you know what? That's a great topic. We're going to talk about that later on this morning about Ticketmaster and all that stuff. I read this great uh, article over the weekend about these Blink 182 tickets that were way overpriced. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. It's just about 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriotman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a bitter, a bigger ratings grabber than a World Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. What a blockbuster that's going to be. Are you kidding me? Between that matchup and the five million other choices to watch on Netflix and Hulu, I can hardly imagine where my attention span could possibly take me to. Sure, I suppose it might have been slightly more interesting had the New York Yankees been able to win a single game against Houston in the ALCS, but alas, the bats were silenced. The pitching was garbage, and their manager, Aaron freaking Boone, was simply dreadful. How bad was it? Well, let's just say that tickets to Game 4 of the American League Championship Series at Yankee Stadium yesterday were being sold for as little as $14 a ticket. In other words, it cost more to park your car than it did to get into the game. I can't buy a couple of hot dogs at Yankee Stadium for 14 bucks, and yet that's what people were paying to watch their team lose in a four-game sweep. And so, the Houston Astros heading back to the World Series for the fourth time in six years, this time to face Philadelphia, who hasn't been in a World Series in 14 years. So while the Astros are favored to win, during their last three World Series appearances, they were only able to win once. Ever. And the last time the Phillies won the World Series, slugger Kyle Schwarber was just 14 years old. How exciting is that? Listen, I would much rather watch two teams that I absolutely don't care about in the World Series than having to be emotionally invested in a particular outcome. I'll be able to sleep better. I won't be consumed with anxiety. Nor will I have to worry about the shame or heartbreak I'd feel if the team I cared about wind up losing. In some ways, this is the best case scenario. And although Game 1 doesn't happen until Friday night, I should be able to avoid all the trepidation and ritualistic panic panic attacks that often come with caring about who wins. Not this year you don't, and I could not be happier. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There's a reason October is Fire Safety Month. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. Go to Rocky's for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. And get instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. Fires happen. Protect yourself. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. Not back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 and 38 Special. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rain today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rain and then maybe a little bit of sun with a high of 70. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. Just want to uh, uh, mention a quick correction. Uh-huh. I said that the uh, the Bruins were playing uh, tonight. They're playing tomorrow night. I read that incorrectly. So uh, my apologies for those of you who are now scrambling to fix your schedule. So I, uh, I, I didn't hear you at all. I know you didn't, but uh, but somebody did. And, uh, and there you go. So uh, you could make the argument. That if you are going to question who is the a-hole, yeah. that a-hole may be me. Nah, because nah, we're going to get into to more of uh, of people who are really 
uh, a holes. Okay. You're right. just you're just incompetent. That's a that's a big difference. Well, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think that's a very strong word, Steve. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for an awful long time. Yeah, and yeah, I've been yeah. buffaloing people for generations. It's like the eighth wonder of the world. How does this man still have a job? <laughs> and, uh, I, and I wish I had a good answer for you. I simply don't. Anyway, it's a, it's time for Am I the A Hole? Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, my female, uh, my I'm sorry, my 32 year old uh, sister. Uh, she's 32. The sister's 28, and the husband. Her sister's husband moved in with us two days ago after they lost their apartment to medical debts for their child, my nephew. My husband and I are more than happy to have them stay for a few weeks until they get this resolved. However, yesterday at 7 p.m. I was in the kitchen when my husband rushed in and said that he saw both my sister and her husband walk out of the bathroom. They'd most likely taken a shower together. My husband said that it irked him, and I agreed what they did was inappropriate. He asked me to speak to my sister about the matter, and I did. She got defensive, asking how this is affecting me or my husband in any way. I told her that it made my husband feel uncomfortable and rather that they just take their showers separately. She started ranting about being overwhelmed by their son's health problems and Mm -hmm. not having some time together as a married couple and found this activity as a bonding time to spend together. I apologized for how she felt but requested that she do uh, just do as asked. She got mad at me and said I was being inconsiderate and she didn't understand my husband's hang up on what she and her husband do. We started arguing and she stormed off to their guest room uh, where my nephew and brother-in-law are. Mm. She's not speaking to me and my husband, uh, but uh, I said I did the right thing by speaking to her and setting this boundary. So am I the a-hole for reacting like this? (sighs) Well... If you don't know what's going on in there, what right. what does it make a difference to to you? Well, uh, as the homeowner, yeah, homeowner I would actually, what? as the homeowner, yeah, I would actually say thank you for doing this. Yes, you are conserving very expensive water. That's, Why should I have to pay for two showers when one will suffice? That's actually a, a pretty good point. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm full of them. You know. You, again, you don't know what's going on in the bathroom. I don't want to know what's going on when you're in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. Why should it make a difference if you're in there with another person? Now, you know, if there was uh, some harsh noises coming from the bathroom and sure. uh, my kids were around and uh, I'd have to explain what was going on in there. Right. Uh, well, uh, uh, Uncle Bob's just having an asthma attack. That's all that's going on in there. Right. Hey, what about uh, what about Aunt Flo? Yeah, she's having an asthma attack too. They're having <laughs> asthma attacks together. A lot of wheezing going on. Um, but again, if you don't know, yes, it might be a little awkward that two people emerge from a bathroom together. But that's See, your time. If if this were the only thing that they were doing that made you as the homeowner uncomfortable, yeah, I could probably let this go. You know what I mean? If they're like. You know, making a mess of the place, not picking up after themselves, you know, not flushing toilets. It's not anything that's just going to be disconcerting. That would be one thing. You're describing the one and only thing that's bothering you. And you know what? You've invited them into your home after they've gone through a tough time, medical problems, losing their home. Listen. And the mood strikes. The mood strikes. Absolutely. You're telling me. That if you're the homeowner and you and your wife suddenly start getting a notion and uh, somebody starts getting, oh, honey, 
You're not going to do something because you have house guests? you got to get frisky somehow. Of course you do. you got yeah. needs. You've got needs. she got needs. Together, you have the needs. Yeah, and there's something about the shower with the steam going uh, that says, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to see your dirty body. Can, yeah. can, I, can I loo for your stretch marks? Yeah, right, yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's, that's hot. It is hot. Yeah, super yes. hot. Yeah, th- this person is, is being... I think uh, they're being a little prudish, Yeah, especially in difficult times. I think the deeper problem is she really doesn't want her sister living in her house. That's probably what it really comes well, down to. Well, then you shouldn't have asked her to well, stay. But their kid had medical issues, and uh, they can't afford to keep the kid uh, alive. <sighs> All right. Listen, if it winds up being a financial consideration, they're saving money. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me they're not contributing in some way. I like the, con- the conserving water thing. That's actually pretty important. You know what? Yeah. It, it's it's a uh, it's uh, very environmentally friendly. It, unlike the shower an hour down at uh, the race the race street the pub. Race God street rest pub. its soul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to the next one. Am I the a hole for tipping and embarrassing my boomer father in law? I worked as a server in. Uh, in university, and he must be like from another country when they say I hate when they university. say university. That's so I worked as a server in university, and my daughter worked at Starbucks in a local restaurant when she was in school. I know how servers earn their money. My father-in-law invited us for supper for my mother-in-law's birthday. We went to a nice Greek restaurant in this neighborhood. The meal was fantastic, and my father-in-law said it was, uh, it was on him. So cool. My kids are well-behaved and uh, know not to go crazy on their grandparents' money. I've known my in-laws for almost 20 years now. I know he doesn't tip, so I always bring cash and tip whenever we dine out with them. So after the meal as we were leaving, I checked the bill and dropped 20% on top of his cash, more or less. I guess he accidentally left too much money and made a big deal about getting his change because the server came running out with the tip I left. Oh, yeah. I was uh, just trying to do right by the server. I wasn't trying to be a hero or a jerk. I just know that we took up a table for almost two hours and she deserved a tip. My wife is mad at me for upsetting her father. My uh, daughter gave me a hug and said uh, I was right. So, am I the a-hole? No. The person that's the a-hole is the father that doesn't tip. Well, okay. Um, But I think it's an equally shared uh, hole here. Um, (laughs) No, seriously. Because... You're disrespecting the man who's taking you out to a nice meal. Right. And whether you feel that he tips or doesn't tip, then you should take that upon yourself, uh, like, off to the side. You shouldn't uh, put that on the table. With, like like sneak under of, a plate or something? Yeah. 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 yeah probably a, a, that's probably a more, uh, you know, inconspicuous way of leaving some extra cash. Or just go, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I catch the server on the way going, here, here here's an extra $20 for, yeah. uh, for all the crap you got to put up with this cheap old man that I'm having dinner with. I don't really understand people that don't tip or people that leave an insulting tip. I mean, yeah. I've seen people like go well beyond, you know, under 15%. $3. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a, like a, yeah. like a $90 bill and you're leaving $3. That's uh, that's a little low. That's way low. And that, you know, I'm so su- I'm surprised that the the next time you're around, they'll remember you as the one that doesn't tip. And next thing you know, you got a big fat luger in your in your food. You don't even know it. I because w- they know they're not going to get anything out of you except you'll get another snot rocket right in your plate. I would add to the tip only if somebody didn't see me doing it. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a pretty decent tipper. I have to say, you know, if if someone's working hard. Yeah. 
and they're doing the best they can, I'll leave a good size tip. Yeah, I've never felt uh, uncomfortable with you uh, being out with you anywhere. No, you I'll... and I have had lunches or whatever. Uh, we tip, we tip well. Yeah. Um, other people that we've been with over the years don't tip very well. I, I don't know if uh, anybody specifically, but no. But I'm just saying, they, even uh, people, friends of mine that have uh, gone out with, they don't tip. I'm like, what's your problem? Why are you not tipping? This is how they make their money. When I'm in a restaurant, the tip is not always uh, pretty good. I never disrespect the help. You know, I never, I never, you know, ask them to do more than they need to do. I never, I never make a whole lot of demands. Even when I'm ordering the food, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. As opposed to someone who's got like a long laundry list of, uh, you know, expectations yeah. that they're going to rattle off to the to the the waiter or the waitress. That's like, I mean, then don't even go out if you're going to embarrass everybody like that. You know, uh, jumping tracks here a little bit. You know, you know what gives me like high anxiety is when somebody like when you're sitting down and you're ordering something, and then like the 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 wait waitress or waiter comes back to the the table and says, "Oh, you do you need a few more minutes?" I hate when somebody else says, "Yes, we do." Because I'm all ready to rock and roll. Like, I, yeah. I, I study menus before I go into a place thinking, okay, well, at least I know, I have a general idea of what I want. If I change, I might change my mind if I look at the menu. But I'm pretty sure what I want when I go in there. I will I will say I'll need another, that we'll need another minute if I know that, no, like, the people at the table that I'm with yeah. haven't even picked up the menu. Like, right. they're just, you know, chit-chatting and, and having conversations. If I know that's going to happen... Then maybe I'll be the one to say, yeah, I think we're going to need another minute. But mm-hmm. I'm like you, I'm I, you know, I I try to know ahead of time what I'm in the mood for. I get anxious because sometimes they don't come back for like five or ten minutes. Then, like it's that long I know. because they get busy doing other things. I'm like, no, 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 take the order and at least put that in. Then you can go help those other people. You know, what I like it. I almost but, never see it anymore. What? It happens from time to time, but you very rarely. Like the food arrives just as you're about, just as you're finished putting the order. Like you put the order in, and boom, the food is there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I love when that happens. I, you know what uh, happened to me on Saturday night? We we ate at this uh, trendy restaurant in a really crappy neighborhood in Providence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, Providence is a uh, is is a dump. A dump? Yeah. Well, what uh, part of Providence were you in? Uh, the good, the not so good parts. Well, I then guess. don't go to that part. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know we were. Providence looking for... is a beautiful town. Uh, not the places, but not the place I was in. Well, okay. I was not in the in the proper place, I guess. But anyway, we went to this like trendy restaurant in a really crappy neighborhood, and uh, that was good. But I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I came back, my food was there. I love that. Yeah, that's like the best. I did that the other day. My my dad was in town. We went to Max's. I went to the uh, we, we uh, yeah we went to the bathroom. Yeah, my dad and I because uh, you know fathers and sons like to doing things together. Well, you, were you taking a shower like those other two? people? No, there was, no. there's no shower in the bathroom at sure Max at Max Burger. No, yeah. but uh, as soon as we got back, yeah. boom, there's the burger. Yes, yeah, right, it is waiting for me right there, nice it's, and hot. It's like uh, because it was taking a little long because it was a busy Saturday night. Yeah, uh, but I'm like I'm like oh man, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I'm like yeah, let me just go. And as soon as I went and I came back. Sure enough, there's my delicious meal waiting Fantastic. for me. Fantastic. A coffee uh, rubbed pork chop. Ooh, how was that? It was delicious. And it had uh, it came with collard greens. Like he did, it was like spicy. He said collard greens with some heat to them. Well, I like that. Yeah. How was it? It was delicious. Oh, man. And then we had a, it was some kind of steamed bun. It was like a steamed eggplant bun. It was actually really good. Really? It was like a dumpling. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It was like a dumpling uh, filled with like eggplant and stuff. It was actually really good. I've still I, got that dumpling itch. I still got. I'm, I still need dumplings in my life. I'm not. I'm not nearly having as many dumplings as I should get. You know what? I might even go get some of those dumplings today from the Golden uh, Peacock. <sighs> yeah. Now we're that's talking some good stuff. Hey, uh, that that's our segment. <laughs> I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad we got to the real nitty gritty of that whole conversation. <laughs> that's right. It's uh, it's uh, what is it? Seven twenty two at Rock one hundred two. Hey, everybody. we're Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The suspect was arrested and charged in connection with a homicide in West in West Springfield over the weekend, according to the Hamden DA's office spokesperson Jim Lydon. Springfield police received information about the details of a possible murder. In West Springfield, a homicide investigation was conducted by members of the Hamden County State Police Detective Unit, the West Springfield Police Department, and the Springfield Police. A search warrant at the victim's residence was executed when detectives discovered the victim's body. The suspect was identified as 30-year-old Jose Hernandez of West Springfield and was taken into custody and brought brought to the West Springfield Police where he was booked and charged with murder. Hernandez is accused of stabbing and killing his girlfriend, 39-year-old Amber Carpenter, According to the court documents, Hernandez allegedly stabbed Carpenter multiple times inside their Riverdale Street apartment on Tuesday. He then showed the body to uh, showed her body to a friend on Thursday, who then reported the discovery to the police. Uh, he was charged with uh, murder, assault, and battery with a dangerous weapon and witness intimidation. He's due back in court on November 18th. Springfield crews responded to uh, Wilbraham Road in the early hours of Sunday morning after a car struck another parked vehicle and two houses. According to Fire Captain Drew Pimonti, the call came in shortly before 2 a.m. He uh, told uh, Western Mass News that one occupant was sent to the hospital to be treated for serious injuries. No extrication was required, and the uh, Springfield Police Department is investigating the cause of the collision. I'm on uh, Western Mass News uh, about this. Uh, There's a house fire that happened last night. Right. Right. This is it. This is all they have. Crews are responding to a fire on Manchester Terrace in Springfield. According to uh, Springfield Fire Captain Drew Pimonti, all companies are operating at this time. No update, no no follow-up to what happened to the house, nothing. I, I, just, I don't understand why there isn't this. Because they can only report on the information they're given. Right, and but is there it, anybody following up going, hey, whatever happened with that house fire last night? Are you guys okay? Did anybody, uh, did everybody make it out all yeah. right? Uh, well, we, we, I think we talked about this last week, is when you have news on a Monday, this is usually the news that is gathered by the weekend staff. Right. So they're, at a, they're, like a, they're running with a bare-bones staff on the weekends. So my guess is there's nobody there to ask that kind of question, to ask for the follow-up. And if this winds up being a bigger story later on, then maybe someone today or tomorrow goes back and asks, hey, what happened to that? What was the what was the cause? Where'd things go? Then they may get a follow-up. But my guess is there's no the reason you don't have any information is there was nobody to ask about any information. That's it's just uh, it's just weird. No, it's it, it's the the way this it's the way broadcasting has gone. Ah, we cheapen it up by not hiring enough people to find out any more info. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The uh, Springfield Symphony Orchestra will hold its opening night uh, concert Saturday featuring a... Oh, wait, this already happened over the weekend. <laughs> see, again, I'm looking <laughs> at the date. Yeah, well, I guess they had a guest uh, Grammy uh, winning uh, Joanne Falletta led the orchestra through a series of pieces. How about hmm. that? It's my first time in Springfield, and I'm thrilled to have the chance to work with this orchestra. I guess they, they they're they're starting the new season now. 
Did right. they have a, a new maestro? They did. Uh, World, uh, let's see, Springfield had its opening night Saturday night. Um, with It's called Sensational Beginnings. Yeah, Joanne Falletta. She was the world-renowned conductor. But is, but she's not the new maestro of the symphony. I don't think or so. Or just like a one-time shot. Because Kevin Rhodes is off doing other stuff now. Yeah, interim director uh, Paul Lambert. Maybe that's what it is. But now Paul Lambert, okay, he's an interim director. You know who Paul Lambert is, right? He used to work at the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So he, I mean, nice guy and everything, but I don't think he's a conductor. I don't think he's a maestro. Well, how hard is it to wave a stick in the air and tell oh, those people it, what to do? It, it seems so simple, but trust me, it's a lot more complicated than that. Wait, like all those people playing instruments and all that stuff, you've done it like 100, 200 times. Sure. You probably know the song by now. Do you really need somebody up there uh, doing that thing with the wand? Uh, it's called a, a baton. And what yes, a, you do a need wand. Yeah, yeah. A, a baton. And you do need someone to do it because, you know, yeah, they all know the song, but the conductor tells you when to come in or to, 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 to not play so loud or play a little bit louder. The, the, the conductor's in charge of everything. Okay, but I'm saying if you've done the song like a hundred times, yeah. you already know when to do when to play your part. Yeah, but you, I mean, but you've got multiple parts in a symphony orchestra. Yeah, you know, and, and you, you need somebody to let everybody know to you, know, you need somebody to guide you so you're all playing together. Otherwise, it sounds like a total sloppy mishmash of uh, of noise. Yeah, but it shouldn't because if you've all practiced the same song over a hundred times, it should be muscle memory. You know exactly where to where to go, where exactly where to play. If you're not doing your part, then that's on you. That's not on the guy telling you to do it. Listen, if they got a new maestro, I want to know about it. I'd like to know who the new... I'd like to meet the new maestro. Kevin Rhodes would never come on this show. The guy before him would come on the show, but not not Kevin Rhodes. Kevin Rhodes doesn't want to come on the show? He never, I don't know. He has never, to my recollection... Never been on our show. Well, I mean, uh, it's almost like a like a DOT guy. You know, you're really just you're there just for the show. <laughs> like you're, you're watching not, all you're watching a bunch of other people do the work. The conductor uh, of an orchestra is yeah. not the guy drinking coffee outside a manhole. How do that's, you know that? Because that's not the uh, way it works. Uh, what are you doing up there? I'm just waving this stick around. Like, <laughs> what does the stick do? I don't know. I it is a baton. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a baton. It is a baton. It's a it's a wand. It's like you're a magician. Like I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for the the Empire State Building to disappear or the, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> like let's get some David Copperfield yeah, well, going on in this joint. Copperfield huh? wouldn't be able to do it either. I just uh, I, I just feel um, you know that's the way it should yeah, be. Yeah. Well, your feels are are off base. On this one. Kevin Rhodes. Who does that guy think he is? He's a a conductor somewhere else. Uh, On the same day of the uh, funeral for two fallen Bristol officers, uh, several swatting incidents were reported at many Connecticut schools. At least seven active shooter situations were reported throughout the day. All threats were determined to be a hoax by police. No injuries were reported. Uh, to Western Mass News spoke with a justice professor who said swatting is a very serious crime, especially giving the context of what was happening on Friday. Uh, it completely disrupts an emergency response system, said Craig Deaton, associate professor of criminal justice at Western New England University. 
On Friday, several schools throughout Connecticut reported swatting incidents, again, all unfounded by police. Police said the first one came in just before 9 a.m. at Stanford High School. And then throughout the day, several more calls of active shooters at Harding High School in Bridgeport, Windsor Locks uh, Middle School, Enfield High School, Norwich Technical High School, Sheehan High School, and in, in Wallingford and uh, Wyndham High School. All of those reporting uh, swatting incidents. <sighs> and, yeah, I mean, you had like thousands and thousands of police officers uh, for this funeral. Yeah. You know, it's a solemn day, and you got to be. You're not only an a-hole for even thinking about doing this to begin with, but to do it on that day. You know, some for people, fun. They yeah. do it for fun. <clears throat> that's it's not fun. That's the that's the twisted part about it. Is you know, some people think, oh, I'm just joking. Well, okay, but why don't you leave the jokes in the hands of people who are actually funny, as opposed what? to someone who is doing something that is wildly inappropriate at the worst possible time. Uh, you know. You think about it, if you're descending on a home, you've gotten, if somebody comes out with something in their hand, they could get shot. They could get killed by the police because the police don't know any better. They don't know that there's nothing going on in there. They just got the 911 call saying, hey, uh, there's a, somebody's being uh, taken hostage or something Mm -hmm. inside my home. There have been uh, three heroin busts over the past week with more than 60,000 bags of heroin seized. Am I crazy or is that a lot of that's, bags of heroin that's, seized? That's a lot of bags of heroin seized. The first bust was on October 7th at uh, 1.30 p.m. The Holyoke Police Department investigated an apartment on Nonatuck Street after a two-month-long investigation. That investigation into drug trafficking intensified after a shootout at that address, which left a man dead and 30 shell casings were found on September 3rd. Officers conducted a search warrant, and then police seized 20,165 bags of heroin weighing over 400 grams and over one kilogram of cocaine, two AR-15s, three handguns, over 20 magazines. Which ones? Better Homes and Gardens? or uh, Cat Fancy. Oh, that's the one. And $6,000 in cash. The street value of the drugs is approximately $250,000. And then they, like, they're showing all these pictures of all the, uh, the heroin. It's like pink and blue blocks. Yeah. I, I'm i so glad I'm not a cop because I hate to be the guy that would be put in charge of counting all that. To count the heroin? Yeah, I know. What? You know, it's so Six, many- 60,000 bags of heroin on the wall, 60,000 bags of heroin. <laughs> you take one up, you put it in the bag, you got 60,101. 60, I don't yeah, know. I, I, can't, I can't think of the numbers I believe, right now. I believe it's then 59,999. You know what? We can't do numbers or we math. We're we not supposed do, to be doing. We can't do subtraction by one. What does that tell you? Uh, here's another thing you can fear for your holidays. You ready? Yes. Uh, you might need to emotionally prepare yourself, Bex, because I know you're a big proponent of these uh, Thanksgiving feasts. But there's a turkey shortage this year. Son of a bitch. A huge Thanksgiving turkey shortage and could cost twice as much as it did last year. Who wants Thanksgiving chicken? You know, uh, what was it? Was it this year or last year? I think it was like during COVID. Rather than get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I think my wife and I made a meatloaf. And you know what? It was every bit as satisfying. You know what? It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's just a meal. You can have anything for the meal. I mean, I like turkey like anybody else. 
But I wonder why we sleep on turkey for the rest of the year. I wouldn't mind a turkey, say, like in March. No, I had a or uh, April. I cooked a prime rib for Thanksgiving one year. How'd that turn out? Turned out great. Everybody See? loved it. Didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about turkey. Yes, turkey's a lot have, of work. I'd rather have beef barley soup than turkey soup. I do like I do like turkey leftovers though. I do like that a lot. Uh, here's the main reasons. Turkey prices crashed in 2019 and a lot of farmers stopped raising so many of them. Then the pandemic piled onto that, so it's still causing a shortage. Inflation is making turkeys more expensive. Feed, fuel, and labor costs uh, all more than they did a year ago. Workers are also hard to come by and droughts across the U.S. aren't helping either. And the avian flu is worse than usual. Around 3.6% of America's turkeys have died uh, of it this year. That might not sound high, but that's 7 million turkeys. That's a lot of turkeys. That is a lot of turkeys. Experts think most people who want a turkey should be able to still get them, but you might want to have to settle one for that's bigger or smaller than your ideal size. Uh, so it might be a good idea to buy your turkey early and make room in your freezer to store it for a few weeks. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, these are the kinds of things that uh, you have when the economy is going to crap. Mm-hmm. And the economy is kind of going to crap. It's a global economy. Everyone's uh, Everyone's feeling it. Not only in us, but I'm sure they're not having like uh, big turkey dinners in the country of Turkey. No, they're not. They're hungry for turkey. Well, that's a different country altogether. Yeah, I know, but the, those but their are... but their food prices are up high too. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I again, I don't care. I'm not. I, I'm. I, it's not a big deal if I have turkey or not on Thanksgiving. My kids don't even like turkey anyway. So what's the point of buying a turkey and cooking it for one person to be eating it? Um, I would do it. I know you would do it, but you're going to eat that much turkey? I love turkey. How many – what's the smallest kind of turkey you can buy? It's only like 12 pounds, right? 12, yeah, 12, 13 pounds. That's like the smallest one. You Usually can't buy is. like a mini turkey. Well, you could buy the, uh, the turkey breast. No, no, I want, I'm talking about like – it's not like there's a – Stunted growth turkeys out there that I can I can eat. <laughs> yeah, I think twelve pounds is about as small well, as you can get. Wait, let me get this right. You get the hen, then you get the chicken. Yeah. Uh, and who's uh, who, where, where, how are they getting the who's having sex with the with the hen? They're all having sex with the hen. That's perverse. I screwed up the line, but I know it was like, it's all right. You you you, you had the right intention. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy today with a high of sixty. Tomorrow, uh, maybe some sunshine with a high of seventy, but rain for the most part in the morning. Uh, high of seventy. It's fifty four in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, uh, yeah. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock at seven forty nine, and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Going to be rainy today with a high of sixty. Tomorrow, uh, rain in the morning, then maybe some sunshine with a high of seventy. It is fifty four right now in downtown Springfield. Now, weren't you just joking about uh, Brian Adams in the summer of sixty nine? Here I am yeah. uh, delivering. Delivering to you. No, I probably just, I just guessed that it was going to come up at some point this morning. It's not like, you know. No, it was uh, absolutely dumb luck. It's, uh, we call it the benchmarks. It's yes. the benchmark songs. We play them every day at the same exact time, just like we do something like this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. 750. Just in case you didn't hear Bex the first time. It's time for... Oh, this. Having flashbacks. 
Uh, a Cleveland man. We, uh, we talked about this uh, an hour ago. Uh, clip number one here. A Cleveland man is charged after calling a random business to pay $5,000 for someone to kill his son. Apparently, he dialed the wrong number, and the person he wanted to reach was just one number off. <laughs> womp, womp. Here's the actual phone call that made... Uh, the phone call the father made and Captain uh, Gerald Vogel speaking about what happened. It's time. My son's name is It's a five grand hit on it. It sounded like somebody was trying to hire somebody to hurt somebody, another person. I don't give a where he at or what he doing or who he with. Kill that He did admit that it was him on the phone and he did try to call somebody was trying to set up actually hurting his own son. He said it was alcohol-fueled, and uh, they had an argument, and he blamed it on alcohol problems. Well, uh, this was one of those Pinewood Derby discussions no, that, no. that all of a sudden things start to fall apart between the father and son. The father and son fishing tournament didn't go very well. Yeah, like, Jesus. Uh, the kid hooked somebody in the eye while he was trying to cast. I, I, can't, uh, I can't say this kid is my son. <laughs> Boy, Father's Day is going to be really uncomfortable next oh, year. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, clip number two. A uh, Let's see. A Florida middle school student has been accused of stealing $13,500 in cash from her grandparents and then handing out to the, the money to the students at school. Here is uh, Michelle Spaulding, one of the a parent of one of the kids that was offered money, speaking out about the situation. She was like, yeah, mom. The child did come up to me and asked me if I wanted $100, and she said no. It's got to be stolen. I don't want nothing to do with it. I really hope it gets recovered because that's so devastating. I feel really bad for the family for sure. Damn. But a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. Why should you be questioning where it's coming from? Did you ever have any uh, where your kids took something to school that they shouldn't have? Like uh, no, actually, or, my kids never did that. Yeah, I'm, I've been lucky so far. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're still young. I mean, if my kids take something to school, it's it's you know they're in college classes. Did they? Yeah, but they never took anything of yours. No, I used to like take my parents' stuff all the time. Like if my dad had something cool, I'd take it. I don't think I, I can't recall ever doing it. I guess because now you have social media and you can just put a picture of it up online going, here, this is what my dad has. I'm not going to take the expensive stuff in the house and the bus. Yeah. But uh, 13 grand from your grandparents. <sighs> Man. Hey, she was at least she was doing good with it. She was paying it forward. That's right. Yeah. Go, she, uh, she was helping the uh, less fortunate. Yes. Yeah, okay. Grandma and grandpa can't afford their medication now, but really I'm helping other people survive. You know how some of those old misers can be? Have they got a bunch of cash and don't want to spend it? You know, school lunches are up uh, nearly 75 cents. Well, I think then these kids did mm -hmm. what they had to do to survive. Clip number three, here's uh, out of New York State. The U.S. mullet champion has been crowned. Scott Salvador was crowned on Saturday. Here is Scott uh, with the story about the time he had to cut his mullet and a few words of wisdom. When I cut that first mullet off, it was such a part of my identity, I... Uh felt like a part of me died so mullet chose me and i cut it off i had some cold neck problems and i i wasn't happy about it as far as happiness goes i think mullets are a lot like jet skis and quote my fellow brother in mullet dumb kenny powers i never seen a sad person on a jet ski <laughs> that's true you never seen a sad person on a jet ski have you <laughs> it's, it's right about that well how, how do you know he's not sad uh what is this guy's name uh his name is scott salvador mm. the See, mullet I'm champion I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, the website and I'm not really finding not really finding a picture of this mullet. Oh, I I see it right here. He's uh, he's that's quite the mullet. Do you ever have one? No. Did you have a mullet? Never had a mullet. I, had I always a, had a bowl cut. 
Oh, really? Like yeah. the big mushroom cut? Yeah. Oh, my God. What are your parents thinking? I don't know. They hated me. I had, a, I had, there was a period of time when the mullet was what you did in the 80s and 90s. It was the style. That's it right. It was the trend. That's right. Yeah, go to the 90s. We used to call the girls smackheads because they had the, <laughs> they'd get that hair that looked like, and their hair was all like poofed up on the side, oh, on yeah. one side of the head, and mm-hmm. it was all flat. That that was weird looking. Uh, and in your final clip here, the expanded version of the uh, Beatles 1966 Revolver album comes out Friday. Are you getting a copy of this? Uh, no. Well, I thought you had all these uh, record company friends and all that stuff. To uh, the the, the Beatles don't apparently need me for this. They don't need you to sell items no. for them. Pretty sure they're they're looking to they they're looking to do this without me. One of the hidden gems is the previously unreleased demo of John Lennon working on on what would become Yellow Submarine. You ready? Yep. In the place where I was born, no one cared, no one cared, and the name when I was born, no one cared, no one cared, and the town where I was born. Yeah, see, this is a, just a, it's just a demo. It's just a demo. I know. Working it out. Yeah. And then Ringo goes, I can sing crappier than that. Let's go. Okay, I think I think we got it. I think we got it. Well, this is the demo. You don't want to hear all 48 seconds of it? I think we've heard everything. Are you sure about I, that? I'm pretty sure that no one cares. Are you sure? Yes, in the town he was born. Yeah. No one cares. Uh yeah, I, I don't I don't like uh, I like finished polished products. I don't like uh, Did you demos. did you watch the Beatles uh, documentary though? I did. I did. To me, it was awesome. To, I mean, to, to watch them kind of come up with a song well, it, out of virtually nothing, yeah. and, and you know it's a classic, you know what the song is going to become, and they're just noodling around until they, you know, something sticks. And this, and it finally came to be. And I, then, I, I, I get it. I appreciate the you're working out of songs, but I don't want a whole album of that. Well, I mean, you know, you you, you kind of get the you kind of get the sense of things like the Beatles anthologies that came out about twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Those are actually really interesting, historically relevant uh, releases. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about overpriced uh, music concerts coming up uh, after eight o'clock because uh, this whole Ticketmaster thing is ridiculous. It absolutely is. It's uh, seven Springfield. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this publicly or not, but if all goes well, I will retire from this godforsaken business in approximately 3,247 days. Now, that's if everything goes well. I realize that those projections are primarily based on when I'm ready to retire, but sometimes it's retirement that becomes ready for you. Why do I bring this up? Because I think it's time that we all accept the fact that even though he is arguably the greatest of all time, it is time that has run out on Tom Brady. You see, there's a reason why people don't play professional football at the age of 45. We as a species are not meant to play professional football at that age. That's why more than 99% of professional football players don't. And when you see what Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers went through yesterday, you begin to realize that perhaps it's best that he stops. Yesterday, the Buccaneers lost to the Carolina Panthers, a team that has not had a winning season in five years. A team that no longer has guys like running back Christian McCaffrey, 
nor did they have wide receiver Robbie Anderson. They were playing with a third-string quarterback with an interim head coach, and yet Tom Brady couldn't find the end zone all day long, losing by a score of 21-3. to This comes one week after Brady couldn't beat Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, this is the first time that Tom Brady has ever played on a team that has been below 500 six weeks into his season. Ever! Now, the truth is, not all of his numbers are completely terrible, but the magic that once made Tom Brady great and reliable is simply no longer part of what Tom Brady is able to do. In other words, he's just become another quarterback. This isn't the Tom Brady to use a stage, a fourth quarter comeback at will. This is a guy who is clearly at the end of his career, a career that has not only cost him his wife and kids, it's a career where he's being outplayed by a third-string quarterback at the freaking Carolina Panthers. If that's not a sign that you need to retire, then I don't know what the hell is. Because it appears that everybody else is seeing it but Tom Brady himself. And that is not a great way to go out. But hey, never mind, Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Keith is a man of steel. Keith of the East Lawn Metal Rockies is a steel train expert. Steel chainsaws or any steel power equipment, Keith is your guy. Good people, steel people like Keith and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, uh, some rain in the morning, then clearing by the afternoon with a high of 70. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Perfect uh, weather for a uh, Blink-182 concert. <laughs> If you can afford to go, yeah, I, I'm reading this article uh, on Vice over the uh, over the weekend about. Um, I, I'll just read a little bit of it for you here. Blink 182 fans are furious at Ticketmaster, the band, and society in general over the astronomical ticket prices to the band's reunion tour. Billboard has cited ticket prices selling as high as six hundred dollars in some cities. This is, uh, unfortunately, the logical outcome of the entertainment monopoly Ticketmaster has built since it merged with Live Nation, creating a live events behemoth in which a huge portion of ticketing venues and artists themselves are owned or controlled by a single company. It's arguably also the case in trying to fight ticket brokers called scalpers by many. Ticketmaster has done something that is very lucrative for itself, and it's for its artists. But also worse for the average fan. It has simply jacked up ticket prices for certain high-profile events to a level where all tickets are more or less priced at the maximum level that the secondary market would normally bear. But they also own the secondary ticket market. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, it is and operates as a monopoly. Yeah. there's, And they would argue against that and say, oh, no, there's other places you can go for tickets. No, you're not. No, there's not. They own 70% of the ticket industry in any other definition they qualify as a monopoly which would never be allowed you know or, or is not allowed by right. federal statutes and the problem is with a monopoly is they get to set the price because they know people will pay it when they charge almost five thousand dollars for floor seats to yeah. see bruce springsteen that should have been the biggest red flag for anybody because even Bruce Springsteen has to be embarrassed by oh, the fact that well, you know your you know your greatest fans have been bought out by this abusiveness by Ticketmaster. 
because that's really what it is. It's an abusive extortion yep. of people's, you know, your funds. They they mentioned Bruce Springsteen uh, to understand how we got here. It's useful to go back to 2009 when Springsteen wrote an open letter apologizing to fans for the experience they had trying to buy his tickets on Ticketmaster. At the time, his tickets had gone on sale, sold out almost instantly. And then Ticketmaster began automatically redirecting fans to a ticket resale site called Tickets Now, which Ticketmaster also owned. Fans were confused, thinking they were still buying face value tickets from Ticketmaster, only now that the prices for the best tickets with a face value that maxed out at $98 in New Jersey, for example, were selling for hundreds of dollars. That, you know, that 98 bucks is a deal to see somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, Even the max price of $98, that's reasonable. You know, with with COVID, and you had a lot of uh, you know tours and, and, and shows canceled for, for obvious reasons, all these artists were trying to find, first of all, venues that they could book because right. now you have everybody looking to play and only a finite number of venues. And so that set them uh, you know, you know, back a little bit. There are some bands that would love to tour, but simply there's no place for them to go. And then you have this situation where your biggest fans, your biggest supporters now are being extorted for their money. And it's not the artist setting the price. It's Ticketmaster. Yeah. There's an organization that's got a website called uh, BreakupTicketmaster.com. Uh, and the, the, what they say on the website is Ticketmasters abuse their market power. It's time to break them up. Live Nation and Ticketmaster merged in 2010. Despite promises of increased competition and consumer benefit, they are now in control of 70% of the primary ticketing yeah. and live event venues. Yeah. Uh, they are hiking up prices, charging ripoff junk fees, and exploiting artists, independent venues, and fans. Everybody involved in concerts at every level is being abused by this system. It is being abused by the system, but I also put some of that... Uh responsibility on the person buying the ticket because if you're willing to pay $500 or $600 to go see a band from the 90s mm-hmm. that originally probably cost 25 bucks to see you know you're kind of an idiot for doing that and the more that people do that and buy into it Ticketmaster ain't going anywhere with their prices no. the uh, this website again uh, breakupticketmaster.com is saying that the Department of Justice can reverse the Department of Justice can reverse this merger and bring competition back to the industry. Help us demand that they do that, and it it's basically uh, just a, a way of letting the the DOJ know that uh, you're pissed and you don't want to do it anymore. The last time I considered going to a, a concert, I think Tool was coming to the area, and yeah. the opening band is a band that I actually you know, like a lot, and I you know would have been very happy to see both bands. But it was a five hundred dollar ticket yeah, price, and I'm thinking that's I can't. There's no way I can't justify spending that kind of money. The last concert I actually went to, it was still about it was the the face value of the ticket was seventy eight dollars. But after all was said and yeah. done, it was almost one hundred and fifty dollars, and you know which is double what the band wanted these face value tickets to be, and I paid I I I spent the money begrudgingly. I mean, I have no regrets. It was a great show and all that other stuff. But it's like, how do you, you – I only have so much space in my right. budget to entertain myself. And where did $500 get you? It wouldn't have gotten me anywhere. 
No, I mean, like, what seat would it have uh, got you? At, not at, not the best seats. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. It's like these high tickets. So I go online. I'm like, oh, you know what? Because uh, I, I, I saw this interview with Billy Joel, and I'm like, you know what? That's somebody I'd like to go see again. And he does. He's doing these Madison Square Garden concerts. Well, you go online. They're seven hundred and fifty dollars through the Ticketmaster website, and yeah. the cheapest one is two hundred and fifty dollars, and that's in uh, Hoboken, I believe. The and you the know, seats are, and that it's not worth it to me to even pay that much money to sit in the nosebleed seat. And the secondary market, like you said, is no better because one, many of them are owned by Ticketmaster, yeah. and and with Ticketmaster setting the price, the, the secondary. Uh, you know, ticket market can can then elevate that price even further with their own fees, yeah. and and you know it's this it's this vicious cycle. It's like, you know, everybody wants to go see their favorite artist play, yeah. But realistically, is it going to be good enough? I mean, no. could could it possibly be worth that kind of money? Listen, I told you I went to that Hall and Oates show. It was uh, it was seventy nine dollars for the ticket, and with all the fees and everything, it comes to a hundred and two. Point one dollars. What are the odds? Isn't that? But I came to 102 bucks. And then I'm telling you about all the audio problems throughout the show. Yeah. Like that wasn't worth it to me. That was not worth watching a show for that much money to sit in the nosebleed section Mm -hmm. to watch a whole show that had horrible audio to it. For 700 bucks, Billy Joel better come to your house and wash your car. No kidding. Uh, For that kind of money. BJ is his initials. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, you Uh, know what? So how, they, how bad does he want you to show? So they talk at Ticketmaster's talking about dynamic pricing. The way dynamic pricing works is for many seats in a venue, there is real is no longer really a face value price of a ticket, and that prices for many events are now as high are now as high as people are willing to pay, as determined by an algorithm. This has been likened to Uber's surge pricing, which fluctuates based on demand and a raft of other uh, unclear metrics. Here's how Ticketmaster opaquely explains it. In some instances, events on our platform may have tickets that are market-priced, so ticket and fee prices may adjust over time based on demand. This is similar to how airline tickets and hotel rooms are sold and is commonly referred to as dynamic pricing. Or a ripoff. Shysters. That's what... Shyster pricing is what it's called. You know, in 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 some ways, you could say, well, all right, so let's just use the, the Billy Joel example for yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. You could say, all right, well, Billy Joel... Uh, you know, is a is a in demand show. That ticket price is going to be a little bit more. The only way Billy Joel makes any money is by either selling off the rights to his music, mm-hmm. or performing live, or selling merchandise. Those are the three right. primary ways of making money. It's no longer about selling Songs albums, albums yeah. because the that market has gone bust too, and. You you don't as an artist you you barely you make peanuts through streaming, you know Spotify's whole business is yeah. basically to screw the artist, and every artist knows that. But they also know that the only way to get people at a concert is to promote what's on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever it is to stream. Physical product doesn't exist in the same way anymore. And these concerts are really the only way they make a living. But the problem is they have become a slave to the system like anybody else, the venue, the the uh, the consumer, everybody else. So they make only pennies on the dollar relative to what you're tra- being charged to go. Yeah. So Billy Joel's not making $700 a ticket. Billy Joel's probably not making, 
you know, even a fraction of that cost. No, but again, I think the responsibility falls on the consumer. Why are you paying this much money to but for a ticket to that show? Yeah. Is that that worth it to you that you would spend seven hundred dollars for the ticket directly through Ticketmaster to go see that show? This is this is why I think this website is probably pretty important. Breakupticketmaster.com. Mm-hmm. You know, the only way that this is going to change, unfortunately, because you you know, once the government gets involved, it's not always it's not always done well. But getting the government involved in this and having them really look at what's going on here, because you can't tell me that there's a justifiable argument against this being a monopoly. They own 70 percent of the ticket buying industry. And like you said and I said, it's like even the secondary market they control. So, I mean, this this acts as a monopoly and the Department of Justice should be looking into this. Because it is extorting everybody that enjoys live music. But you should also not be buying tickets for a show if they're that under the system. Priced. Under the system now, but right. by, but I think it's important for people to participate and let their voices be heard. That you know this is this is not working for anybody, least of which the people you know who are spending the money to go. Yeah. So I mean, I I think there's things we can do. This is one of those things you could do. Remember uh, when we do? There was somebody reselling the uh, our live show tickets for like four hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> at City Stage, and they were the face value was thirty five dollars. Yeah, right. And they were oh, you can get you can get. I just it just came up in my Facebook memories the other day. You can get this uh, this ticket for our live show for a measly four hundred and thirty six bucks. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it wasn't much more than a $35 show. It was it was worth less than a $35 show. It was a $30 show that you were paying $35 for. And that was uh that was being that was the Academy of Music being kind too, you know, when they did that. <laughs> it's un- it's it's, yeah. it's an unbelievable ripoff. Yeah, I, there's no way in hell am I paying that much money for a concert. I don't care who it is. Like I wouldn't go. No. I just wouldn't go to a show that way. You know, those tickets we got to to to, to Kid Rock, they were great seats. They were five hundred bucks a piece. I didn't pay for them because I knew a guy who worked in the industry and that's how we got the tickets. Like that's how it works now. It's like you either have to have a lot of money or just know somebody to get the tickets. Yeah. It's re- it, it, and, and and I feel bad because I used to go to a lot of shows. Now I just I, I I've completely lost interest for this very reason. I just don't feel like spending the money, nor do I feel like lining their pockets with my money. Uh-huh. It's just it's a it's a terrible situation. It's a eight twenty two with Bax and Nagle on Rock one hundred two. It's eight thirty three with Bax and Nagle on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by uh, Xfinity Mobile. Introducing Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet: get two lines of unlimited, just thirty bucks per line per month. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A suspect was ch- arrested and charged in connection with a homicide in West Springfield, according to the Hamden DA's office. Spokesperson Jim Lydon, the Springfield police received information and details of a possible murder in West Springfield. The investigation was conducted by members of the uh, state police, the West Springfield police, and the uh, Springfield police. A search warrant at the victim's residence was executed when detectives discovered the victim's body. The suspect was identified as 30-year-old Jose Hernandez of West Springfield, and was taken into custody and brought to West Springfield Police where he was booked and charged with murder. He's accused of stabbing and killing his girlfriend, 39-year-old Amber Carpenter. According to the court documents, Hernandez allegedly stabbed Carpenter multiple times inside their River Street apartment on Tuesday. 
He then showed her body to a friend on Thursday who reported the discovery to the police. He was, he was arraigned on Friday and he will be back in court mm-hmm. on November 18th. Uh, hey, by the way, I don't. I know yeah. you don't uh, have this because it just literally came out uh, about uh, 45 minutes ago. But uh, former Springfield City Councilor and Veteran Services Director Dan Walsh, the uh, the husband of uh, City Councilor Catery Walsh, mm-hmm. apparently uh, has died uh, at the age of uh, I don't know if they've got his age here on uh, on Mass Live, but uh, yeah, he died over the weekend. Uh, real good guy. And uh, we we uh, offer our, our condolences to Catery and her family. Uh, so, city former city councilor Dan Walsh has uh, has passed away. That's very sad. It is sad. I like Dan. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Springfield Fire Department put out a house fire last night. Captain uh, P. Monty said it happened on Manchester Street around eight p.m. There were no reported injuries, and the arson and bomb squad are investigating the cause of that fire. See, that's more than what Western Mass News had. Western Mass, who's like, hey, there's a fire going on. Uh, it's like 8 o'clock at night that they put the story up. <laughs> we'll fire. bring you all the updates. There's a fire going on located outside. If you want the updates, go to 22 News. They'll have Their crew can tell you what they saw better yeah, than well, what you can. Yeah, well, they're busy working for you. We're doing whatever we can to do what they do. Well, uh, you know, uh, if you don't have the little whippersnappers like you got over at 22. Uh, telling you what they saw. Oh, my God. There was flames coming out of the top of the house. It was crazy. It was smoke and everything. Yeah, that's not exactly journalism either, though. I saw a guy coughing, too. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. It was crazy. I wonder if, he, I wonder if, he's, got, I wonder if he's got to use an asthma, one of those asthma things, those asthma things that people use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's how they fight the oh, fires. That's the uh, that's the twenty two news crew. Well, a hose and some albuterol, and you're all set. Uh, there was a there was a big water main break in East Hampton uh, Saturday afternoon. Really? Yeah. They, that whole they show them pictures of the thing. It was like the street water was like flooding out like the whole area there. This is that time of year where it gets like you get to that water main. It's water main break season. Mm-hmm. It's starting as the as the pipes begin to to get colder. Uh, you get those breaks in the line because you just went from heat to cold. It's also clogged storm drain season too, because all the leaves are falling uh, on the on the on the on the sewers and stuff. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, storm drain season. You gotta you gotta clear that stuff away, or 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 find someone who will do that for you. I mean, I don't want to do it. It's gross. But if somebody else wants to do it, you can you can save your neighborhood. I would want to do that. Oh God, no, it's disgusting. Uh, two people were arrested in Granville Friday night after police found them in a disabled car stolen from Vermont. Oh, man, the very car you stole ran out of gas. Again, this is why. In Granville. I know. Of all places that you could uh, wind up breaking down on the side of the road, Granville. You know that one cop has got nothing better to do on a Saturday night or a Friday night. Uh, hey, what's that car from Vermont doing over here? Let's go take a look-see. What you got in the back here, boys? Oh, hmm, little firearm, narcotics, ammunition. You're not from these parts, are you, son? And a lot of drug paraphernalia. You know, uh, I, I, this is not to be judgmental at all. I'm sure the people of Vermont have very different priorities, but I can't tell you how many dilapidated homes and rusted crap boxes are out there in Vermont. Well, it's Dri- like- driving around, you know, towing their side by sides, which cost them tens of thousands of dollars. But the car they've got is garbage. Well, it's uh, you know, uh, it's income 
based. You know, you, you got to drive what you can afford. Max. I totally get it, but now is a great time to get deals at Gary Rome Hyundai. I think it. I think it's an ordinance in my town that you have to have some sort of rusty thing up on blocks in order to meet the requirements of being a citizen <laughs> of that town. They don't want to see you with a new car. Yeah, they had their. The town had their big bonfire over the weekend. I didn't. Uh, didn't go. I sent my kid as a representative of me. Yeah, smart. Well, you know, I, I can't be in many places at once. I told you, I went to that jack-o'-lantern thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. down yeah. at the Roger Williams Zoo, which uh, 5,000 pumpkins. That's a lot of pumpkins. It's 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 pretty insane. Having to go through Providence, though. Ugh. Providence is a beautiful city. You're just probably what in a crappy, par- what crappy par- part of it. Then which part should I have gone to? Oh, downtown, to Federal Hill. Oh my God, you all Brown University, great areas of town. I just, uh, I just felt like, uh, where is this place? Where is this zoo? Why are we taking the scenic route through uh, the city? Aside here? from Boston, Providence is probably your be- your second finest city in all of New England. Are you what? Yes, next to Worcester. Yes. Really? Oh, yes. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Steve, if, if uh, yes, Worcester is uh, among the least uh, appealing cities. Providence is a real gem. Yeah. You're just going into the wrong neighborhoods. I guess so. It just, it was you could a- have saved yourself a bunch of money, man. You should have got some, like, some hot wieners at the the, uh, the New York system, hot wiener uh, you know, place. Had a couple Dell's lemonades. That's all you really okay. needed. The idea that anybody suggests that I go uh, put a hot wiener in my mouth is oh, dude, you've never <laughs> had enough it. for me to say I would never want to go to a city that uh, forces you to eat hot wieners. Oh, you've never had a hot wiener, have you? Well, no. But, uh, oh yeah, wait a minute. Once in Yarmouth, <laughs> I once had a hot wiener in Yarmouth once. Oh man, yeah. uh, what's something annoying that people say? Hi, my name is Steve Nagel. A recent survey, because we're doing surveys right oh, now. I see. We're at that part of the show. Uh, 75 different phrases. Uh, we hate to hear if you use them consistently, you might be an annoying person. The number one, I don't mean to be rude, but... Yeah, you know you're going to be rude now. Let's agree to disagree. That's a dodge. Uh, no offense, but... No offense, but here's something that's going to offend you. I say all these things. Yeah, I know. It was just a joke. I unfortunately have to explain that many, many times. Yeah, that's like the number one thing that comes out of your mouth. I always have to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's unpack that. I would see that's not something I would ever say. You know what it is? I think a lot more people are seeing like uh, professional therapists now. Mm-hmm. So like that's the language that they get from their therapist. Let's unpack things here today. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's one of those things that uh, you know you're hearing more often. I don't know if it comes from a specific source, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, you know, you know, at the end of the day, or it is what it is. You know, those are the things that were you know big ten years ago, ten fifteen years ago. Now we're unpacking out of the box thinking. Uh, I'd like to speak to the manager. That's another one. That's not new though. <laughs> no, that but th- that that was more associated with the Karen thing we were talking about. Here's the deal. There's people who say that, too. Here's the deal. Yeah, but that's just, you know, that's just a, a normal everyday hook. What about, uh, why are you in such a bad mood? Everybody says that to me because I have uh, that face. You have the I male have, version of resting bitch face. Yes. I don't know. Everybody thinks I'm in, like, a bad mood all the time. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm no. having a happy time. 
I'm dancing around in my head. There's unicorns. There's clowns. There's Balloons. face painting. There's yeah, all kinds of good stuff going on in that. I, head I mind. just, I just think it's because you're just this, uh, you're just this imposing, lumbering, bald-headed I, man you know that it just intimidates everybody just by your stature. I do look like I'm going to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, but I don't have it in me to do that. So you know. I'm very approachable. See, I'm the kind of guy where everyone says, "I bet I could kick his ass," and you know what? You probably could because yeah. I'm like a I'm like a soft marshmallow. Yeah. yeah see, uh, live, laugh, and love. God, that's I, another one of those. Things. I don't do that. Per my last email, that I don't do either. That's to remind you that you didn't follow up the first time. <laughs> that's what that is. Here, here's the ones that were on. A, we, we used to have a boss that would say. Uh, at the end of the day, yep. it is what it is. That's what I just said. Yeah, I know, yeah, but I it's just like it's like this. Uh, I can't stand the the same thing. You say it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if it's a one off. If I say the customer is always right, but to have somebody constantly say that to you all the time, that's the annoying part. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong about that. Uh, people don't like me because I'm honest. No, people don't like you because you're a jerk. No, that's another one of these annoying terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, my, my mistake. Not, I don't think either one of us are really following each other right now. No, I'm following you. Yeah? Yeah, I am. I, maybe I wasn't following you. I think that's what it was. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I it was, is what it is. Yeah, but thing. I was unapproachable. Yeah. Uh, see, you're you're saying something. I didn't hear you say it. Right. Because I was focused on something else. Right. And then, so, But the party was going on in my head. That's what I'm telling you. There's a big party going on up there. See, I, I want to invite you in it. Just approach me. It's okay. And I would speak up for myself. Yeah. But I'm intimidated by you because I think you're going to kick my ass. Well, I actually might do that. <laughs> uh, we have a guest that we need to get to. Uh, it is 843 at Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Ever had a salesperson come to your house? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Billy Squire with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rainy today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, rain in the morning, then clearing by the afternoon and a high of 70. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it is always a distinct pleasure to welcome back into the studio Daisy Rome from Gary Rome Hyundai. She's here. She's having a great time. She's sniffing everything. And her boss is here too. Yeah. Gary, good to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. First of all, uh, Daisy is now how old? Two. Two? Yes. Man, she's grown so much. Yeah. <laughs> since last time we were here. Yeah, yeah since last time. But uh, first of all, I know you're here for a very specific reason. Our condolences for uh, for Jack. He's Thank you. served for a good dozen, thir- 13 years or so. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It was really, yeah, thank you. The outpouring of, of uh, condolences was amazing, and thank you. for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, why you're here, the uh, Hyundai Salute to Heroes. This is a, this is now, what, the fourth year you've done this? Second year. Second year. Yeah, second year, and it's, uh, it's uh, the Western Mass Hyundai Doors way of um, saying thank you um, to those local heroes, and we're going to give them a brand new Hyundai. And now, had a pretty successful run of this last year as well, didn't Yes, you? we did. The, uh, the response was also overwhelming. We had over 500 entries. Wow. So how do you uh, how is the selection process uh, handled? Well, we have local judges that are going to decide uh, you know who wins. The um, the uh, nomination period is open now and it goes through November twentieth. And uh, if you want to uh, nominate your everyday local hero, and it doesn't have to be, it, it could be a first responder, but it doesn't have to be a first responder. It could be a parent uh, who's taking care of their their parent, or it could be a coach mm-hmm. that's made a difference mm-hmm. in the community. And uh, you can just go to uh, HyundaiSaluteTheHeroes.com to nominate your everyday hero. And it, 
You know that uh, Steve Nagel once single-handedly dismantled a terror yeah. cell at the Westfield Cumberland Farms, right? Nominate him. Yes. yes. There, yeah, I can put my go. name in the hat for it. Of course, I can't win the car because of this whole, uh, what do they call that, uh, conflict of interest? Yeah, be, be that as it may. Uh, but you, you, specifically, though, when you're nominating somebody, there are some the rules to that, though, right? You have to live in the area. You have to live in the, one of the counties around that's the right. town, yep. Franklin, to, Hampshire. That's exactly right, and be yeah. over 18 years old. All right. Yeah. That, that's a good, important thing to remember because right. you don't right. want to be nominating somebody from New Jersey. Yeah, right. It's got to be from this <laughs> yeah. area. they got, they got to be able to appreciate what right. they just won. Right. Um, so last year when you did this and you had all these, uh, you know, all these, these entry, these entrants uh, in, in this, how did you select the, the person It was won? very difficult. The local judges had a really difficult time selecting, you know, one winner out of 500. They narrowed it down to, to 32 and then the top five. It was really a very, very difficult process for them to identify the winner. I was going to, I mean, I was going to say 500, you know, entries. I mean, that's, that's a lot to sift through. That's, that's, that's a big job. Yes, it is. And our judges last year did an amazing job. Yeah. So uh, as far as, uh, as that goes, I mean, you say that it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a first responder. What was the what was the uh, the situation last year with the winner? Well, last year was an educator, and um, she was nominated by a fellow educator for her impact that she had on her students. She had been teaching at Westfield High School for over twenty years, and and was just an amazing woman. Wow! Yeah. And and how does someone nominate? Uh, they go to HyundaiSaluteToHeroes dot com and nominate your everyday uh, local hero in 300 words or less. And my suggestion would be to get noticed is to be as descriptive as possible. But not Tell a story. Yeah, right, but yeah. not necessarily the story of how much you would like to be driving in a Hyundai. Tell us about... <laughs> you, you tell yeah. us about... Well, that wouldn't hurt either. But, yeah. no, 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 but, that's, but that may not be the thing that pushes you over the no, top. No, not at all. It's no, got to no, go no. to the most deserving person. That's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now there's anything wrong with uh, you're trying to push a Hyundai in a situation like right, this. Right, If you already had one. No, I'm just... No, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm a Hyundai family. Right. But you could trade that in for an even better Hyundai. <laughs> and... Uh, well, uh, no, you know. the winner will be announced. Uh, yeah, the winner will be announced the week of December twelfth, and the um, the prize is a two thousand twenty three Hyundai Tucson all wheel drive. And we are also going to the Western Mass Hyundai dealers are also going to include all the taxes and fees, so they don't the winner doesn't have to pay anything. Really? Yes. See, that's I mean that's the cool part because sometimes when the when you have contests like that, that's the thing they don't tell you. I, I think that's really great that you guys have done that. That's, Thank you. That's Thank a big. You. Yeah. That's a big yeah. difference. And yeah. th those Tucson's are nice too. They're very nice, and they yeah. they meet all the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration five star crash tests. They've won many awards, and they have all sorts of safety features like automatic braking and rear, uh, cross traffic uh, alert and lane keep assist. It's they almost drive themselves. See, that's the kind of car I like. The one there where I don't have to think much and, you know, not that I would do anything illegal. I'm just no, saying but, if I was just, you know, texting or something. But it would be like nice that, to take a nap. Right. Yeah, it would be nice to take a nap. It'll keep you in your lane. Right. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that's what somebody always needs to do that for me here. Bax is. Well, one is of it, the other great things about all our Hyundais is they all come with America's Best Warranty, which is sounds like a commercial, but it's 10 years or 100,000 miles. Um, and, um, and it also includes roadside assistance. What about the washer fluid? The washer fluid. Well, you do get three years of maintenance included. Oh, yeah. well, the yeah. washer fluid is definitely fine. And the yeah. washer fluid is not fine. <laughs> and no, this doesn't sound like a commercial at all, Gary. Yeah. Absolutely not. Hey, I do want to mention, uh, you know, before we uh, let you go, Gary Rome is going to be a part of uh, the Mayflower Marathon. You guys are sponsoring it this year, and we, we welcome you for that. Yeah, yeah, we're very, very excited to do that. It's a very, you know, food insecurity is a very important um, cause 
and we want to do our part. And we know that with Rock 102 and Gary Rome sponsoring that together we can make a difference. Yeah. Well, it, it's great to have you along with it. And we expect this is going to be a real good year for us. It'll be huge. Yeah. Great year for the Open Pantry. I, and think, I think that dog is getting restless. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Daisy attack. Yeah. <laughs> does, your, does your handler even know about these dogs? What's he doing over there? <laughs> the, the guy currently handling Daisy doesn't know anything about yeah. that about that dog. But no, that's a no. She's yes. she's she's a, a a wonderful a wonderful dog. Thank but, you. But thank you for all your efforts too. My my uh, pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So remember, if you want to uh, nominate your everyday local hero, go to HyundaiSaluteToHeroes.com. If you want want more information about Hyundai, go to BuyHyundai.com or visit one of your local Western Mass Hyundai dealers. Very good, Gary Rome. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much. You, you bet. It's just about 8.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.12 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to see some rain today with a high of 60. It is uh, 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Saturday is the Rock 102 Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat. I'll be there with the road crew uh, stalking the night away from a 9 to 11. As the uh, Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for the sexiest, best couple, group, uh, funniest, most original, scariest, and a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. So come in costume. There's no cover. No questions asked. It's the Halloween celebration. Saturday, October 29th at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill, Springfield Street in Chickabee with me and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I guess uh, New York City's got uh, still got these live television shows that they run at night. Um, you know, locally, yeah. It's Channel Four. Channel Four it was always the uh, the NBC affiliate, and then but they also ran programming late at night, and they always had these like uh, comedian shows on. Well, they still have this this. It's Friday Night Live. You remember Friday Night Live? Um, vaguely, yeah. It, Friday Night Live was uh, it was it's. I don't know if it, it had moved on to other markets, but when I was a kid, it was strictly a, a New York thing, and it was comedians and musicians and all that stuff. It was mm-hmm. just a, like a like a variety show, but not with any really, not typically set up like a like an SNL or even right. a talk show. It was just kind of like, oh, here's this new band, or here's this comedian. Well, they had this uh, this transgender uh, comedian uh, perform on Friday who uh, stripped down. And uh, and then started playing the the piano, uh, playing the keyboard uh, with her penis. Really? Yes, on live television. Uh is that allowed on live television? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's uh, after eight o'clock or something like that. Because, I mean, I was uh, going to say it, that seems. I mean, yeah, you know, it's not exactly my cup of tea, but that seems to yeah. be a little bit uh, adult. Uh, Jordan Gray, who was assigned a man at birth and has been open about going through her transition, appeared on Channel 4's Friday Night Live. In her skit, she sang an expletive-filled song about her experience as a trans woman. It was a part of the one-off return of the hit 80s stand-up show, originally called Saturday Live, Mm -hmm. which aired uh, on on its 40th anniversary. The show featured comedians, and then they go with that. But yeah, she, she strips down, and she starts playing the keyboards with her penis. You know, I mean, until I've seen the uh, you know their act, it's hard for me to say that it's appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, does she play well? I don't think so. I think it was more like a like you're smashing a hammer on top of a on top of a keyboard, like chopsticks. Yes, I don't think. Yeah, but how do you do the split? How do you do the split keys? Well, I don't. I I I'm not exactly sure. But um, she was arrested. No. 
Where are you getting that from? I don't know. Because I uh, received a wave of support after absurd calls for her. Oh, she was. It, there was a call for her arrest. Oh, uh, yeah. She didn't get arrested. Okay. Now but, I see. Uh, hey, there, was a, there was a show on Comedy Central, and I can't remember the name of it. It was, a, it was like a fake. It was a fake variety show. But they had real guests on it. Yeah. And it was like these French people. Do you remember this? It was a uh, Viva Viva La Bam or something like it. Yes, or something like that. I, I I, oh, what the hell was the name of it? I I, I can't remember. They had a, a a guy come out and play the piano, right? And then in the middle of it, he pulls his pants down, and you can't see it. You can't see him <laughs> naked, but he's doing. He, I think, I think he was doing chopsticks with it, and he was jumping up and down behind the piano. That's I that awesome, was hilarious. You know what I would love to see, and and I, and I don't. I don't think any of this is being streamed, but my God, it was such a great show uh, with Martin Mull and, um, oh God, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, you know, Fernwood Tonight or American uh, America Tonight. Martin Mull and uh, why am I bl- uh, blanking? He just, he just died. Fred Willard. Fred, Fred Willard. Willard were yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a, it was a talk show, like a, a local Ohio talk show. With a band, Happy Kind and the Mirth Makers. It was, you know, Martin Mull played, you know, Barth Gimble and his sidekick was like Jerry Mahoney. And it was just, it was just like the funniest damn show on, t- on television at the time. This goes back in like the late 70s. And I wish to God someone could find that show to stream it because it was just the most absurd kind of thing. It was the same kind of thing. It was like they, like they would pretend to yeah, have fake, local people. Yeah. Everything was fake. But it was it was like it was like one of the funniest shows ever. I, it's not Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam was Bam Margera. That was uh, that was his show. But it was Viva something. Yeah. It was I can't remember it. It was like it was a yeah. French uh, guy. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and for the life of me, I cannot remember but what it was. He was. I think he was the guy on Reno 911. Uh, Wasn't he? Tom Lennon, right? The sm- the short guy with the with the mustache. I, I think so. I think oh, so. Oh, it's going to kill me, and I'll oh, think of it tomorrow. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's tomorrow's yeah. problem. It's 917 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. G 